Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast is sponsored by fine people like Alex Hernandez. This is Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast. Happy birthday, the birthday, the idol race. birthday the birthday are the second and third tracks on the first idol race album the birthday party released in september 1968 in the number 6 1989 issue of the face the music fanzine gill wrote weirdness abounded the birthday opened with an elo-ish cello part whilst jeff's voice is at its most tremulous as he recounts the girl's woe at being ignored on her birthday The song ends with an eerie wailing when the girl falls from the ladder as she takes down the trimmings from her non-existent party. Euro Childs wrote in the March 3rd, 2006 issue of Metro, I heard, birthday, on a compilation by Idol Race frontman Jeff Lynne years ago, and I've always admired him. He's one of the best in terms of melody writing, I think. The basis of the song is a story about a woman who throws a birthday party and no one turns up. It's quite Beatles-y, like most things Jeff Lynne did, but his narratives are completely original every time. The song was covered on April 1st, 1969 by The Move on BBC's Pop Session and in 1997 by The Fall. Perfectly good birthday, shut to hell! I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Wensensen. And finally... After that hell we went through with the live album and the Mediocre Move single, we get to the first album by the Idol Race. (sighs) I'm just so glad to get to something really good. It's a fantastic song. First heard it when I was 17, spring 1986. Oh no, I was 16, but soon. I thought it was interesting that they start the song with that string quartet playing the Happy Birthday song. Usually Happy Birthday is a perky, happy, happy song. And I think the sort of dour presentation of the birthday song mixes nicely with the birthday. Because it is not a happy, perky, happy song. Which I also think is great. Because up until now, I don't think there have been any or many Idol Race songs that have been depressing. Mostly they've just been happy little fantasies and fairy tales and silly little stories. And I think if your band keeps doing stuff like that. If that's all you do, I think you're going to be dismissed as just some syrupy happy band like the Banana Splits or the Archies. And I think if you do a song with a depressing story, I think that adds weight to your musical catalog where it's not just all, ah, this is fun. This is silly. And then you bring in, oh, well, that that was depressing. Musically, I think it's great. I think that cello certainly adds to the sadness of the song. (laughs) 
I love it when the band cuts out and it's just Jeff Lynne singing. How is it no one came? And then it kicks back in. I love the song. I'm so glad to be able to say that after so long. And happy birthday starts with the letter H. So you were talking about preparation today. <laughs> Otherwise known as it was very soothing after the hemorrhoids we had to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on that live move album yeah anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> here's a little bit more information okay. i agree with you 100 on the song i don't think you had any doubt i was gonna like this did you <laughs> uh n- no i Some- mean sometimes you know exactly where my taste is gonna go and there's absolutely nothing to dislike about this there's a cello and there's a french horn in there oh yeah that's right yeah yeah, that French horn is very prominent in there. Now, I know you always, we always have people on the forums gushing, oh, you can hear a little bit of yellow in this. Oh. Well, um, yeah, yellow did use French horn and cello on their first album. That's right, yeah. But what gets me is that they only say this about the Jeff Lynn stuff, because... This is going in and getting session musicians to play this. This isn't Roy Wood coming in going, I play one string instrument. I can uh, play all string instruments. How's a cello different from a guitar? <laughs> it should be easy peasy. <laughs> yep. Hey, it's a bass instrument. I guess I can play a cello. Sure. But no, this is different. This is hiring session musicians to give the song texture mm-hmm. and put it over a little bit. What I do see is, I know Jeff Lynn didn't do any production work, at least not credited on here, but I can see where he may have been learning. Yeah. I don't see the roots of ELO so much as I see the roots of Jeff Lynn producer. Yeah. Into the studio, getting professional studio time, and learning how to really mix a song like this. Because when it comes to the ELO sound, it's Roy Wood who came up with this whole idea of mix the orchestra with the rock band. And Jeff Lynne went, eh, sounds good. <laughs> In a way, yeah. It is I mean, Jeff, yes. ba- Jeff Lynne continued with it and did a lot more with it than just sit there and... It was go, Roy's whoa, idea. Whoa, 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 yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially since the move had kind of hit a brick wall at that point and didn't really know where they were going to continue. So any credit for ELO, I kind of lay with the move itself. Yeah. Because that was basically the move continuing on. Idle Race, I hear Jeff Lynn and his early creativity here. The song is well-written, kind of It's My Party. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. It's my- but it's a lot more somber yeah. uh, because she doesn't sound like she's actually wanting to be crying <laughs> because it's my party is I'll cry if I want to F that guy. <laughs> yeah. After I'm done crying, we're going to have a lot of fun, <laughs> but it does sound like somebody who really needs help that he's singing about. Mm-hmm. And it's very minor key compared to all the other Idol Race songs I heard. And I was talking about how I really hope they figure out it's 1968. (laughs) Well, they definitely did. Because this is where you're taking it from just happy fairies and flowers and roundabouts and whatever else (laughs) you're singing about. And you're going into, oh, well, now it's time to take all that stuff we learned last year and apply it to a real piece of art 
and see what we can do other than just play with the tapes. Well, this was my 44th birthday, this song right here. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. This is my sad story. I let a small group of my close friends know, hey, birthday party in my place. I got my apartment all cleaned up. I got ready. I decorated for it. Seven o'clock, eight o'clock. One friend completely forgot. Oh, that party was tonight. Mm-hmm. Two of my friends were a couple, and one of them has brain issues. There's some sort of confounding to doctors medical issue going on with her brain. And when it acts up, it acts up bad. It's like a migraine doubled with crushing your head in a vice. So she couldn't go. And my other friend is also her girlfriend, and she takes care of her. Another friend had a husband who was an a-hole and decided to start a fight with her. So once your partner starts a fight, yeah, you could walk away, but that's only going to make things worse. And they just did so she didn't come. The other two friends, they got into a discussion at home and they got so deep into their discussion that, oh, it's Eric. So they called and they said, okay, we'll be over. And an hour passed. At some point, it was about 9.30 and nobody was coming so i just went over to target i bought my own little square of cake for myself i bought myself a pint of ice cream and as a birthday present i bought season two of the andy griffith show so i bought my own cake bought my own ice cream bought my own present sat at home watching snl while i ate my cake and that was my birthday i told them all about my day but how is it nobody came at least this one didn't end with me falling off a ladder. So at least I get made out better than the girl in this song. Girl. And I think that might be the Electric Light Orchestra curse. Anytime Roy or Jeff put out a song, whether it's pre-ELO or post-ELO and there are strings in it, people just immediately say, well, there's your ELO influence. With this one, I, this just sounds like Jeff Lynne. It sounds idol race. Mm-hmm. There are strings in it, but, you know, it was the late 60s rock stars pop musicians they were working strings into it i mean is dizzy by tommy Rowe? is that pre-elo and certainly very heavy strings i don't know rigby well i don't know rigby yeah it's all strings <laughs> well yeah yeah I, I was gonna say i am the walrus is pre-elo because that's where elo well, came from so but yeah, yeah. That's why I like Diary of Horse Wimp so much. I mean, certainly anything Jeff Lynne is, does is going to sound a little bit like yellow because it's Jeff Lynne. Yeah. The voice is there. Yeah. It's, the he's no, he's not yet at his uh, grumpy old man, get off my lawn <laughs> voice that he did on the first few albums. The voice that is going to be on the later albums is there. Eddie Offord is getting better at production at this point. So what I'm hearing is I'm hearing some of the roots of what he did with Yes and Emerson, Lake and Palmer. And I'm hearing something of its time, but yeah, I'm hearing something that should have been heard a lot more. Birthday was not released as a single, was it? Almost. They were going to do it. They even put a stock number set for the label, but then the other side, which we will get to next week, explains why it wasn't released as a single. It would have been a very, very interesting single and maybe got them some notice here instead of just the album just fizzling. Yeah, I don't know Um, if anything could have gotten the Idol Race some notice in America. 
I mean, if the move weren't making it here, I can't see the Idaways doing it. The move had a bigger following in, in England, or the, at least more hubbub, at least made sure. headlines where that kind of stuff might cross over to America. And, oh, that's that band that is sued by the prime minister for that picture. Whereas the Idaways, I, who? I've never heard of these people before. Well, you never know because no, you never been, do. there have been lots of bands that in England that nobody could care less about and they had a career over here or vice yeah. versa i mean yeah. sparks for instance i mean sparks is a cult band at best in the u.s but they're one of the biggest hit makers ever in england france yeah. and germany so yeah yeah they are and of course david hasselhoff huge in germany is record or huge anywhere these days at this point yeah probably yeah got something to say about happy birthday slash the birthday then call the telephone line voicemail six two three eight five oh three three seven five call now put another candle on my birthday cake i'm another year old today christmas carol catastrophes a podcast covering the oddest christmas songs ever unleashed on an unsuspecting public Oh, hey, this is Dr. Troy with my thoughts on Happy Birthday, The Birthday by the Idol Race. I really love this song, but I have to admit, it is a bit of a downer. And I think that that is foreshadowed a bit in the introduction. You have the instrumental of Happy Birthday, but it's played in a minor key. And I was wondering, well, what's going on here? Are they just being inventive? And then I listened to the song, and oh man, oh goodness, you announce your birthday and nobody comes, and the boom, 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 that constant refrain kind of underscores the sadness, and although I never experienced anything like that in my life, a friend of mine did. Her name was Lynette, she was a college classmate. I met her in my badminton class in my senior year, and she told me that she was having a birthday party at the student center the following Tuesday, and she wanted me to come. And unfortunately, my pumps start working, so I had to call the plumber. Well, to make a long story short, nobody showed up. And even though I shouldn't blame myself for this, but about three months after that, she took her life. And I just wonder, I, I'm not saying I could have been her Prince Charming, but I just wish I could have told the plumber, I can go without water for a day. At least somebody would have celebrated her birthday with her. But, you know, we do what we have to do, but that song brought back that memory and that I know it's not my fault, but there'll be a part of me that will never forget myself. Sorry to bring you all down. I'll talk to you next week. Feast the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 
1-800-273-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read and reply to it on the show. Keep up to date by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. Subscribe to our YouTube page, the Electric Light Orchestra Podcast channel, to hear other goodies. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELOpod or PayPal using the podcast's email address. Or send a check or money order to P.O. Box 1932, Superior, Arizona 85173. Next week, I like my toys. Boom, 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 boom.